Welcome to This Marketing Show, hosted by award-winning B2B sales performance coach, Rick Lambert, who has been selected by many of the world's most recognized companies to help them market and sell to win. Let's join Rick now. Hey, Rick. Welcome to This Marketing Show. Let's talk about webinar blenders. We may or may not have seen a few of those. Oh, we've seen a few, Melissa. You've hosted <laughs> hundreds of webinars. I've done hundreds of webinars and uh, not often stumbled like I just did there on that word. But <laughs> I think what we want to do today is make sure we share some common blunders that we see that are so easy to avoid if you just know they exist. And before <laughs> we get to that, why don't we uh, poke some holes at ourselves here in terms of mistakes we've made even within the last few months on webinars, like um, I heard you gave out the prize at the end of the webinar to the owner <laughs> of the company hosting the webinar. <laughs> oh yeah, that was awesome. I had no idea. It was pick the first person that comes into the chat with the random question. I see it. I announced the guy's name that he's won the big prize and then learn later that, oh yeah, he's the general manager and um, yeah, nobody yeah. won the prize other than him. So embarrassing. Even our account manager's like, oh, no, Melissa, you can't get to that guy. He's the host. Oh, now, it's hilarious. Apparently, webinars have become like now there's a smoking and non-smoking section. Can you talk to that? Oh, my goodness. So we get on 30 minutes before the webinar is supposed to start. Everybody's, you know, got their cameras on and yada, yada. And I look over and this guy lights up a cigarette and he's smoking and you can just see the puffs of smoke. And I'm dying. I don't know what to do. Um, so, of course, I had to take a picture of it um, just to show all you guys that you believe me. He was actually smoking. So, yeah, please don't smoke on a call. Well, to all you smokers, we're good with you smoking. And, and by the way, we haven't even got to the common blunders. These are things that we've seen ourselves. Yeah. Um, how about backgrounds? Now, again, it uh, didn't even hit our top five list, but we must touch on it because I would argue what people see in the background often speaks louder than whatever's coming out of your mouth. So uh, absolutely, because you can't unsee that. I can't pay attention if I see somebody's in their bedroom and their dog's grooming himself back there on the bed or or how about the call? where the husband comes out of the shower, the wife is a panelist, the husband comes out of the shower with a towel around him. I mean, you can't, you, yeah. can't, you can't make this stuff up. I guess it depends on the <laughs> webinar topic, but on the business tone, you know, we had an issue as well before we even get going here. We've got a celebrity on a webinar for one of our customers, okay? And all of a sudden we start hearing like every sixth word he is saying and Meanwhile, uh, you know, there's been some 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 remuneration for this guy to be on there. He's a famous celebrity. There's like 500 people, I think, most we had on the webinar. <laughs> Over five, and yeah. Even though we'd gone through our typical technical checklist before the webinar, we didn't know his three kids were going to be gaming in the couch on the other side <laughs> of the wall. <laughs> just, uh, anyway, oh, so yeah. preparation, obviously, very critical to avoid some blunders. So don't give the prize to the owner of the company. Uh, have a smoking zone if you want and uh, make sure your backgrounds are right. And of course, uh, have a plan around technical issues. All right. So let's get into five blunders we see as well all the time that are easily correctable. Melissa, let's talk about uh, poor promotion. How about that? Is that a good one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really good one. Um, I, I think, you know, no buzz around it. How are you going to get an audience, right? If, if you're not promoting it and pushing it out there. 
so the buzz, I think, comes, you're right, like there has to be some energy around it. And often, you know, we'll have clients come to us because we manage webinars, as you know, and most of you host tons of them for customers, which I think takes it up a level, by the way, it becomes more of a show than one guy or one lady talking to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the one thing we always push back on customers is what's like, what's in it for me to show up? Mm -hmm. And I think that comes back to the title and the promotion, like the title to me, should be like a movie title, you know, like, yes. you know, like something catchy with a tagline. And so many titles we see are like unified communications. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> like I'm going to the next channel, but yeah, uh, exactly. um, in the buzz you talk about, that's got to come out in terms of like some flare guns going off. Like this is Absolutely. a must see, you know, that fear of missing out type of thing. The other thing that we think in terms of promotion is often it's the marketing side of the organization that's promoting the webinar. And without sales engagement, you don't have all your people really working like a team. And what you've done, I think, a great job is actually showing at registration even what sales rep invited you for tracking and then mm -hmm. providing some tracking, closing in on day of webinar. So the sales reps know, hey, these customers have signed up. These ones haven't. And lastly, you know, the big mistake under promotion, I would say, is not targeting the right uh, people. So in other words, right. if you're, if you got a webinar on, uh, you know, some type of business technology, you don't necessarily want, you know, maybe a non-technical or non-financial, in other words, someone's not connected to that. But I think the audience knows what I'm talking about. Like Absolutely. figure out who it is you're targeting and go after those people because they'll be Absolutely. more likely A, to show up and B, to create a, you know, sales opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I think another uh, good one here in blenders is, is lack of engagement, Rick. So not making it interactive once they're on there, because what happens every single time, if there's no polls or, you know, um, prize giveaways, like hook them at the beginning, right? They're on their phone, they're doing their thing. And so you need engagement and Sorry, you need you repeat that i was off of my email there what? <laughs> yeah i saw you on there uh exactly exactly so create a hook there's a prize at the end we're going to announce it you got to pay attention kind of thing hey here's a poll get buy-in early uh so we coach our clients on hey let's think of some self-serving questions that we can get the interaction up front and we know that our messaging as well is in line with those polls Right. And so you know, that they're going to get the answers to their, their questions. Totally. And, you know, people know this, but if you go back and think about, you know, the last 10 webinars, last three webinars, last webinar you saw, mm -hmm. how many polls were in there? How many times did they stop and actually ask the audience a question or was yeah. it a total push thing? Now, look, as a presenter, I can tell you that when I'm running a webinar, I'll actually call people's names out. And I can tell you by calling one person's name, out, all of a sudden, everybody's on alert because, hey, this guy may <laughs> yeah. call us out. Now, Absolutely. you know, I'm talking about, you know, a lot of times sales and marketing strategies and things like that. So uh, I try to make it interactive because there's a reason they've shown up and we need to deliver as the presenter or the facilitators. And, you know, the last thing I might say is I think what's been really effective for our clients is having multiple presenters for engagement. Absolutely, Rick. And, you know, we can listen to as great as he or she is for so long, but if you just rotate, and that's what I think, you know, you hosting a lot of our clients webinars, boom, you bounce it around. Let's go to this guy. Let's go to her. And, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, change is good. You know, and the last thing around engagement is I think a lot of webinars, you know, everybody's like 60 minute webinars seems to be the de facto standard. Mostly, you know, a lot of our clients are running 10 minute webinars, yeah. which from an engagement standpoint, we all know it goes downhill as soon as the puck drops. Right. So yeah. 
Um, anyway, engagement. You what know what? Actually, we, before yeah. we before we leave engagement, another thing too is is that Q and A piece and chat piece. So if if you don't have multiple presenters like you spoke about and jumping between, ha having me as a host engaging and saying, "Hey, someone just asked," you know, Joe Blow just asked a question about blah blah blah. Right. So interrupt the presenter in, in a in a in a good spot to answer that question and or get them involved in the chat. Hey, how many of you seen have seen this in your organization and and have them interacting or handle the questions at the end, whichever. But that's another very, great way to keep great, them in. Uh, great, like very underutilized chat. I've seen like, you know, if you don't know how to do a poll or your platform doesn't facilitate that. Hey, in the chat, you know, what would you say? A, B, C or D. Right. And then people Absolutely. are actually, you know, it's just I think that's a great point. Here's another blunder that I see. So as a presenter, right, when I speak, we use a lot of multimedia videos and, and multimedia kind of visuals and video and um, because I believe that you have to entertain the audience. Now, look, depending on what you're talking about, you may not think that's the vehicle to get to town, right? But there's something to be said about weak visuals being uh -huh. a blunder. And, and I'm talking about like, you know, you can tell the difference between a homemade slide, we'll call it, <laughs> visual and something pro and I, I don't think it's that much of either an effort expense whatever to step it up a little bit graphically mm -hmm. and because we see so many high power presenters that are really intelligent have good messages but their visuals just are like at a grade seven level you know speaking of grade seven <laughs> like I was telling you before my daughter's got a presentation today on aliens right so uh <laughs> you know, I was looking at her slides and for those of you in business you know you can appreciate uh, she's got a text filled slide. Maybe we'll show the uh, slide right now to you just so you can see it. Okay. <laughs> On aliens. Now, if you look at this slide here that my daughter's presenting today, uh, she's got paragraphs of text on there and we see it so often in business presentations. Now you as the presenter, never mind the, the receiver, you're now forced to read that paragraph. There's no way you can get around it. You have to read paragraph one, then read paragraph two. I know she's got a couple visuals in there. Her dad suggested because visuals are good, obviously. But <laughs> I'm going to strongly suggest to stay away from paragraphs because what happens is the audience reads ahead. Then yes. you read behind them. And it's a disconnect versus just having like maybe two to three to five word bullets, right? And talk to those. But Absolutely. And you know that. what? You hit that. I was going to say that to you because I've been on so many and not only is the audience reading the paragraph, but the presenters reading it to them. And so it, it's painful. It's so painful. So oh, yeah, to your point, visuals, short bullets, and then you can expand on it. You've got room to grow there. Yeah, you can't you can't move with uh, uh, that. You know, the other thing I think is um, I put down there's no question. So often, you know, one of the things that I'll do that I think is a good a good thing for others is I'll ask a question very early in the webinar. Like, what would you like to make sure we cover today or a basic question? Um, you know, how would you rate yourself again? Maybe it's over on chat. You're getting the answers, but there's got to be that interactivity and, and included in the visuals because you, I can say or ask something verbally, but when it's on a slide, it's yeah. much more, uh, so much more presence and more likely for engagement. Anyway, absolutely. I just think your visuals are really, really important. Agreed, Rick. Uh, I think another one here is a too salesy of a message. Ugh. You know, you need to tell a story. Don't use acronyms that you guys know all the acronyms and they have no idea. You lose them. And it's just push, 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 push. Right. Um, so I know you can speak to this. <laughs> well, you know, I was saying it's self to win, right? No pain, no game, no pain, no game. Meaning 
you know, we looked at a presentation from a large corporation. We were asked to look at it uh, recently. And my, my feedback to the presenter, again, very educated, expert in his field. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, but like slide two, you're diving right into this topic, which is a complex piece of business technology. And I think, you know, why wouldn't you first define what the topic is? So because you've got people coming to town with all different levels of understanding what you're talking about. And so, you know, I think very early in the presentation, you have to, I think, let them know where you're going to go in the presentation Mm -hmm. and also like what's in it for them. And then I think you need to create that pain I talked about. So, you know, even if it's a slide that says, hey, here's here's kind of, you know, the feedback we get in terms of, you know, challenges. And if you can relate to these, you know, we'll be covering challenge one and two we'll talk about. So remind them again of the pain or the business outcome or benefit of them joining before you jump right into the content. It's just a classic, classic blunder. It um, is. And you know what, Rick, to your point there, that's a great time to put a poll out. Right. When yeah. you, you put those pain points up on the screen, you you can talk to them. Me as a host and you as the presenter can say, oh, look, Rick, this is what the audience said. Right. So you already have buy in in advance of the content. You know, I, I was talking to the president of a company yesterday, great company, and he's got an executive presentation this week, not a webinar, but pretty much presentation webinar. Right. Yeah. And he's telling me, you know, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this. And, and, and my question to him was, OK, what are you going to ask? Mm-hmm. And, uh, ooh, okay. Cause there's like new people in there evaluating his company. There's some people that know his company. Anyway, I just think the more you can get before you give. And, uh, as far as the acronyms, um, couldn't agree more. I think what we're saying here is, you know, frame it in a story, you know, uh, educational story and don't miss, um, where the starting point might be for your customers in terms of, Hey, why am I showing up here? How many times have we, you know, Grab the coffee, sat down, webinar. What's this about again? Anyway, yes, number yeah. five wonder I would say would be no follow-up or a mm-hmm. poor or weak follow-up plan. You know, we put all this effort into the webinar, right? Yeah. And uh, we've done dry cleaning. So we got the right shirt <laughs> on. We actually combed whatever hair we have, you know, all this stuff <laughs> leading up to it. And then we exhale when it's over and all of a sudden, okay, what's the plan, Right. And so what would you suggest, Melissa, in terms of follow-up, you've seen best practices to overcome this? Yeah, absolutely. I think, Rick, even before we talk about follow-up per se, it's how you end that webinar, right? So there's there's a thing within Zoom. We use Zoom as a platform, Teams as well, or any of them. There's a survey, an exit survey. Make it one question. You know, don't tie them down. Maybe two questions. Don't tie them down too long. Make it mandatory as they, before they hit end, they can just quickly answer the question. And so, so many of our clients don't think of that. And so that's, that's just a really important thing. I think, you know, Hey, were you interested in this product or service? Did the, you know, I mean, however you want to frame that question so that they want to answer it. You know, a lot of webinars we watch, the facilitator will say, has anybody got any questions? Okay. Yeah. And then, and then all you hear is the breathing. Yeah. And <laughs> are you sure there's no questions? Which to me says, okay, you've either lost them. Yes. Uh, it's not, I would say it's not a good sign. Okay. And so Lance. what I think we do a good job of, if I may say so, is creating like these frequently asked questions to stick in at the end. So we can kind of um, make sure we've covered some of the apprehension that may exist or the clarity that's required so the person, if they followed us along this story in the webinar, 
they're going to be more likely to complete the survey, right, and take action uh, after the event itself. You know what? That's a great point, Rick. And I, I'm sorry I didn't bring it up sooner. Is is have those questions for those people that don't ask them because you know that they're just afraid, right? They don't, people don't think prepared. of it. Like they throughout, don't, they don't. even, you know, at the end of the first period, okay, bang, here's the questions that we often get asked on this. Here's the second. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, we talked earlier, I think, about having multiple presenters. And this is where you can bring someone else in and say, hey, you know, hi, I'm Bill or whatever. And a lot of this, after Steve's talked about this or June's talked about that, here's a couple of questions we could ask. Like, just change it up. It's so easy to take 100%. your webinar from a C to, a, you know, at least a B plus just with the things we're talking about. Now to push over the top for an A, because I know that's what you're after, <laughs> is um, so we talked about the exit poll. So here's a couple things you can do, okay? Obviously your sales team is uh, hoping to get some leads. So you've got people that registered and showed up and you got people that registered and didn't show up, right? Yes. So you want to make sure you play the recording, off the recording, obviously to those that didn't show up. But the one thing I think people miss is taking snippets of the webinar, be they humorous or, or key points or stats or... Uh, poll results, whatever, and then creating micro pieces from the macro webinar to use in their social stream later, just to tease the person back to watch the webinar that maybe didn't attend or share it with people mm -hmm. in their company. And also like, you know, most, I think you do a great job of collecting testimonials after. So mm -hmm. if another IT leader, finance uh, lady, whatever said, Hey, this was a great insight, well worth the 30 minutes. I think people miss having their customers uh, sell for them in terms of current or future viewership. That's all. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That brings us to the end of our five. Uh, yeah. I think it does. <laughs> we could go on and on and on about all of the things, but I think those top five are great. Awesome. Okay. So let's summarize quickly. Okay. We've got smoking, no smoking. We've got make sure your kids aren't gaming in the next room. It's very uh, sound technical challenges. Don't give the, uh, prize to the owner of the company like Melissa did and found <laughs> out after um, our five were poor promotion. Okay. Figure out, get a title, create some buzz, get your salespeople involved, lack of engagement. Don't just show up and right. Do whatever. Number yes. three, weak visuals, have some graphics, you know, get away from the paragraphs, salesy message, right? Sell them. Don't tell them, sell them, tell them a story, yes. build yes. the team. And lastly, I would say, Focus on the follow-up. So important to get everything out. So those are our five blunders. And now you know the easy way to correct them. Hey, Melissa, thanks again for joining uh, us today for your awesome insights. The feedback's great on you being on the show, by the way. I don't know who you're uh, talking <laughs> to out there. But, I'm getting uh, testimonials. <laughs> <laughs> from the exit wall. Hey, exactly. thanks a lot for joining us today on this marketing show. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of This Marketing Show. If you enjoyed today's show, please like, share, and subscribe to get the latest B2B insights to help you market and sell to win.